So, let's talk about bridging tech. Or, if you will, Queen Charlotte. So, my daughter and I, like I told you, me and my daughter, we, our daughter, we bound on a lot of our family bonds on television shows. And maybe that's from me and my husband being children of the 60s and the 70s. Maybe that's what it is. So, Bridgington is a show that me and my my daughter like, our daughter like, our youngest girl, we like the show. We watch it and we give our own commentary. It's like whatever show we watch, we get the black version account of what that would be. I, I, it was funny. I told her, I said, I think we should do a podcast on TV shows and explain how black folks view these TV shows. It's quite hilarious. It's funny because we were watching, what is that, Love is Blind? I think I did a podcast on that. And a lot of times we watch these shows. Look, I read a lot of books. Right now I'm reading the Torah. So, like, I, I read a lot, you know, and I study a lot. But sometimes it's so much going on in the world that you need to get out of your reality to calm your brain down a little bit. So we were anticipating Queen Charlotte. Because first of all, we love the character of Queen Charlotte. We love Lady Danbury. Um, we like the whole Bridgington um, series. Like, it's really good. But I got a bone to pick with Shonda Rhimes. I, I I don't know if Shonda was tormented as a child. I don't know if she was picked on. I don't know if her father was mean. I don't know if her mama was mean. I, 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 I don't know. What I do know is her depiction of black men in these stories is 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 enough it's enough it's enough Shonda like we get your point you don't like black men we get it girl we have gotten it two seasons of Bridgington and one season of Queen Charlotte we get that you despise black men we get it girl you ain't even got to say it out loud because we see it Now, as much as I love the storyline of Bridgington, I love the characters of Bridgington. I love the strong black women of Bridgington. I I love it, right? Because it's fictional. Well, to a degree. But at the end of the day, what I'm not going to do and what I'm tired of seeing in Hollywood and in, in these movies and in the news and Everywhere is a depiction of a black man being the worst man in the world and he's a beast and he's a savage and he's a gang member and he's worthless and he doesn't deserve love. He doesn't even deserve to be alive. He's just a savage. And Shonda, every time you depict a black man character with the exception of the Duke in the first season and even his character was questionable because he again and I hate I hate what I'm getting ready to say because I get tired of this light skin dark skin conversation I get tired of it and I'm gonna tell you why 
I feel like at this point, and I do not want to, I don't want to um, disrespect anybody's experience, right? I don't. Um, I'm not going to sit here as a brown-skinned woman and tell you that darker-skinned people um, don't get treated bad. But what I'm not going to tell you, what I am going to tell you is lighter shades of black get treated bad also. Because as a black woman, when I was younger, I was the skin color of my granddaughter. Now my granddaughter, well, all my grand grandchildren are mixed. They're half black and half Hispanic. However... I have one that could pass for white. And that was my complexion when I was a little girl. They used to call me a high yellow girl. And I remember with the side, y'all always want to talk about the side. And I don't. I hope I'm not triggering nobody, but I just got to tell the truth. Y'all always make it seem like the lighter skinned people treat the darker skinned people like crap. And that's not always true. Because I got dogged out by darker skinned people and I never talk about it because I understand what they were going through and I was an easy target to take it out on but let's not sit up here and make it seem like it is two documentaries out one called dark girls one called um brown girls or light girls or something like that and even the light-skinned girls talked about how we me and Kate talk about this all the time where they talk about Oh, you think you better than... Like, they just look at us. They don't ask us, hi, how we doing? What's your name? We, you know, it's, oh, she's conceited. Oh, she's stuck up. Oh, she's she thinks she's better than. And that's not true. But you haven't had that conversation with that girl. But it also happens on the male side. It's like the lighter skinned guy is the better and the darker skinned guy is the brute. He's the... He's the meanie. He's a savage. And that's not true. Black men are to be loved. Black men have hearts. Black men have consciences. Black men are worthy. Black men are fathers. They are brothers. They are husbands. They are friends. They are companions. They are... They're our soul in our heart, in our spirit. They're our kings. There are ribs. We are their helpmates. If you want to get spiritual. So at the end of the day, what I'm tired of is this trope. So in this in this series, we have Lady Danbury. And Lady Danbury was promised to this particular person at three years old. Now that's on your parents. That's on your mom and daddy because they did that. Well, the black guy that plays the role of her husband is just despicable. He's even from the way he looks from his Don King hair to how they had this makeup on his face. He just looked evil and he was evil and he was a crybaby and he didn't know what a white man didn't like him. But then he treated Lady Danbury like crap and all he thought was women were for breeding. Um, Shonda Rhimes, what we not going to do is sit up here and act like black men created that. That's a white man thing. 
That's a white woman thing. That women were only used for breeding. You're not going to put that on the black man. Now, what I'm not going to sit up here and say is some black men didn't feel that way. I'm not going to say that. But every black man in this series, which with the exception of Queen Charlotte's brother, who again is light-skinned, who sold his sister to be the queen. I mean, however you, I mean, she's the queen of England, so, okay. But the dark-skinned dude, or any black man in this series, you portray them as the most negative thing that you can find. Like Lady Danbury's husband's character was the epitome of garbage. He was the smut at the bottom of the barrel that just gathers there and creates mold and mildew and fungus and maggots and all that from the way he looked to the way he walked to the way he talked to the way he whined. But in every fucking series, you make it seem like the white man is the savior. She had a good black man that wanted to marry her. But then you depicted the white man who was a married man cheating on his wife. Even though his wife was a racist bitch, you depicted him as the savior. Let me be very clear. White man is not our saviors. At all. The white woman is not our saviors. You have never been and you never will be our saviors. At all. Y'all don't rent space. We don't think about what y'all doing. Y'all stay worried about what the fuck we doing, how we doing it, where we doing it, why we doing it. Y'all don't rent space in our head, but we rent space in yours. And Shonda, I think this series is really good. I really enjoyed Queen Charlotte. I enjoyed their love story. I really did. Because even in that, You touched on the mistreatment of black women in the medical field. You touched on mental illness with the king. You touched on the relationship between, I forget her name, with her mother and father and how her father loved her, but her mother was so jealous of her, but at least her father was there to instill that love in her where she met a good man. Um, Then Lady Danbury, who had to be in this marriage that she despised, And she just became immune to it. And so she doesn't believe love exists until she meets this one guy who happens to be a white man. Um, You touched on Brimsley's character and they're in the LGBTQ+. You touched on that in that community at that time, which I'm pretty sure a lot of that was going on. Not just among the servants. So, I get it. The writing is brilliant. My problem is the depiction of, even with Lady Danbury. I don't want to take you took her character and made her into a concubine because she was a dark-skinned woman. But you made the light-skinned woman the queen. Because Lady Danbury could have been the queen just as well as Charlotte could have been the queen. So at the end of the day, it's this thing you have that you're it's spilling over into your writing and maybe that's artistry. I don't know. Maybe it is. But I'm going to need the depiction of 
black men to be a lot better than what you're doing, girl, because a white man is not the savior, because white men is out here being savages and has been savages from the beginning. I am not saying all. I'm not saying all, but I'm saying most. Because wasn't they raping the slave women? Don't we got some presidents that was raping slave women and having babies and shit? I mean, you had the the, 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 the the women commanding that the females be raped, even buck-breaking the black men. So how do you interpret the black man being a savage when the non-black man was creating the savagery? That's learned behavior, isn't it, Shonda Rhimes? So your depiction of the black man is atrocious. Is And whoever hurts you, Whoever hurt your feelings, you know, maybe you had a crush on a boy and he didn't think you was cute enough and made fun of you and he embarrassed you and humiliated you. Maybe it was some girl. I don't know. But girl, you need to be in therapy and you need to work that the fuck on out. And this is the reason why I'm upset because people use television and music to brainwash people. And you really have to be careful what you watch and what you allow into your psyche. And that's in anything. That's in a TV show, a movie, the news, what you listen to, what you read can really change the trajectory of how you think and how you maneuver in this world. You know what I'm saying? Everybody is not smart enough to chew the meat and spit out the bones. I am. And the most most of the people around me are. But I'm sick of this depiction as black men, especially darker black men and darker black people being depicted in such a negative way. I am sick of it, sick of it, sick of it, sick of it. And I'm also sick of the light-skinned woman being depicted as stuck-up, sedity, or not that bright, or a gold digger, or whatever the case may be like we are very bright intelligent strong women out here that's holding our men down and our men that's holding us down we bought our business so this i am just sick and tired of black men being depicted in a negative way and shonda you are part of that and see what happens is people take this in their psyche and they go out here and they do things to people yeah, I'm taking it there. They do things to people. Look at this young man that just got murdered on the fucking subway in New York. Rest his soul. Y'all, he was a Michael Jackson impersonator. And you literally had people, white people laughing about this young man being killed. It's shows like this, and, and not just Shonda, but even on the news, the things y'all say, the way y'all dehumanize black people, that's why white people think it's okay to sit on TV or Asian people or other people sit on TV and laugh at us and think it's funny and feel comfortable to sit in front of a camera and laugh at us when we get killed, when we get raped, when we get mauled, when we get lynched, when we get kidnapped. Nobody cares. That's blood on y'all hands. Because y'all are playing into the same racist trope that's depicting us as we are worth, we're not worthy to be humanized. I was talking to my our daughter about it, and I was like, you know, 
they were sit, gonna sit there and let her bleed to death because they don't you don't even think we're human and we are human we're no different from you do you understand what I'm saying but oh they can deal with that pain she could I know she's bleeding out that's normal whatever if the baby we'll save we'll save the air but whatever with her like that's what it was and people spoke up for her in that room she went on to have 15 11 kids but at the end of the day it's like this happens in real life it happened to me at the time I didn't know what it was because I was 18 years old having my first child (coughs) the list goes on and on and on even when I had our last child in my early 20s I was I remember laying in the room in the in the hospital bed and I was cold and my husband went to go take the blanket this like um this comforter to put it over me because I was cold that white nurse walked in there <laughs> literally snatched that blanket off the bed and said, you can't use this. And my husband was like, well, she's cold. She was like, well, I'll get you something else, but you don't touch this. Even in that moment. Now, at the time, me and him looked at each other and he was focused on me because I was in labor and I was having a lot of complications in my pregnancy and delivery, so that's a whole nother story. But even in that, you know what I'm saying? That was mistreatment because if that would have been a white woman who did that you wouldn't have reacted the same way do you understand what i'm saying so at the end of the day i'm glad that you touched on those little nuances and those things that were important but what we're not gonna do is act like the white man's a savior what we're not gonna do is brainwash black women to say it would be better if you were with a white man you might not want to deal with that black man because the white men are better that's not what you're gonna do because that's not true a man is a man if he's treating you bad he's just a bad man because i can honestly sit here and say that i haven't with the exception of my marriage i didn't have successful uh, relationships with black men um in high school i was teased all through high school i went to predominantly black and hispanic and samoan high schools that's was the makeup of the races in or the ethnicities in my school Samoans blacks and Mexicans and to be honest the Mexicans at that time treated me better than my own people my own people dogged me out but I don't go around saying the whole black race ain't shit no it was just them individuals I've been, I've dealt with racism with white people calling me nigga and not wanting me in certain spaces. Hell, the job that I had, you know, didn't treat me right. I can get into that whole thing, the racism of that whole thing, and I can prove it because I take notes and keep notes. Yeah. If you're listening, I've documented everything. So at the end of the day, it's like you can't work somewhere four years, almost five years, and be the only black person there. Four years I worked in this this restaurant and was only the black one. They hired one black girl and she worked in the front and she wasn't even there six months. Four years, almost five years. It would have been five years if COVID didn't happen. And I was the only black person 
in that whole restaurant. It was white people in the front and Mexicans in the back. And I was the only black girl. And then when the COVID happened and they had to close down, told me to stay home. I asked if I was fired. They said, no, we'll come back when they're open. I haven't been called back since. And again, I was the only black person. And you can't say I was the last hired because that would be an untruth. So at the end of the day, I I gave these people four years of my life in the culinary field. And this is what you did. But that's okay. I'm dealing with that. So at the end of the day, let's not act like we all as black people don't get mistreated. But what you're going to stop doing, Shonda, and and the Joy Reads and the whoever that girl that says she didn't want to be with a bus driver and all these people the self-hate the blacks the the thing that you hate the most is yourself when you look in the mirror you despise the fact that you're a black woman or a black man the self-hate is not becoming of you it really isn't the starvation in the bread begging for white acceptance is really gross i mean show is good it's great entertainment when i want to get out of my real life you know what I'm saying, for a minute and live somewhere else in my head because I got so much responsibilities on my plate. But it's really starting to show, well, it's been showing self-hate and it's been showing white acceptance and begging for it. And it's not a good look. It's not a good look at all. It's really unbecoming. And that's not inspiring for little black girls or little mixed girls. Do you understand what I'm saying? No matter whether they light skin and are dark, it's just not inspiring. So even though you all look at it as a show and you look at it at the surface of it, my mind works differently. My mind has always worked differently. My mind is not normal. I see the little cracks. I see between the little loopholes. I see in the little dents what you're trying to do. And I'm going to let you know that I'm not going to allow my children or my grandchildren or anybody in my my family to be brainwashed into think that a white man or a white woman is a savior. That's not what we're going to do. We have never been, I've, we have never raised our children and never been the type of people that look for white acceptance because that's not what we're doing. Because we could care less whether you like us or not. Now, if you threaten us and harm us, that's when I'm going to care. Because I can fight the same way you can fight. I got power tools, the same power tools you got. But at the end of the day, your acceptance, what you care about me, your permission. Nah, that ain't never been how I got down. For some reason, you begging for their permission. And at this point, it's starting to look like a sickness. But shout out to all the actors in Queen Charlotte, the le- the girl that played younger Queen Charlotte, the guy that played the king, the two gentlemen that played Brimsley, and I never forget his, I always forget his name, but my daughter don't, she know his name. Everybody that acted in this series, the young lady Danbury, the young Violet, Everybody in this series, from the first season to Queen Charlotte, I mean, everybody in this series, the accent, the acting is brilliant. The storylines are really good. But I see the little sneak disses, and I see the little disrespect, and I see the little brainwashing. Most people are not going to see it. And if you do, welcome. I welcome you. 
But I just want to speak on the self-hate, Shonda Rhimes. You need to work on that girl because you look too old for this self-hate. It's not cute when you a black person or Hispanic or Asian or Samoan or whatever you are and you hate the fact that you that. It's like the young Hispanic man that wanted to be with the alt-right so bad that you... And people are shocked that Mexicans don't like blacks. That's not shocking to us. You, if you talk to people in the Hispanic community, they will tell you. Why? Because I have family members that are Mexican. They will tell you there is such thing as a white Mexican and how they despise being Mexican and they would rather be labeled as white. Same thing with Asians. Same thing with black people. I'm proud to be a black woman. I'm never going to be ashamed of it. And I'm going to uplift those people who are black and are proud to be black. And I do not want people around me who are self-hating and hate the fact that they're black. That is disgusting to me and is unbecoming to me. And looking for white acceptance, looking for white permission, is just the epitome of gutter to me. But the show good though. But that's my opinion on the show. It was good. The love story was good. I'm glad she stuck by her man. That was her man. And she was going to stand beside him. And I ain't mad at her. It is what it is. It was love. It is what it is. Like, it was a part in there where Queen Charlotte wanted her face painted darker. And his mother, the king's mother, was like, no, paint her pale. No, I'm a black woman. Paint me the color that I am. So it's just very interesting. That it's just it's a lot. So I just wanted to come in here and speak on that. It's a good series, though. I mean, from season, from episode one to episode six, my favorite episode is six because it's it's very romantic, and I'm a person that don't even believe in romance, and and it's very romantic and um very heartfelt and the acting is brilliant like this guy who's playing the king man y'all gotta watch him just watch his acting just watch him i had to call my daughter and i was like are you watching him i know he is speaking words and he is acting but are you watching his eyes are you watching his response are you watching his body language like he has it he has that it thing. He has that. For this to be his first big leading gig, he has it. He has the full thing. With a little flaw. And that's still amazing. Um, because even when you watch him in interviews, he just seems like a regular, regular, smegular dude. Like, he's not getting a big head about it. But his acting is brilliant. And their chemistry is amazing. And so, um, and I also like the diversity of the children. I like that her children didn't look mixed. They just looked like these are the kids they had. So I appreciate that Shonda did that because it also shows how a black woman can give birth to multicultures, which proves something, but I'll let you figure that out. But that was brilliant because I know a lot of people expected her kids to look one way and they didn't. They look like every way. And I appreciated that. So
so if y'all get a chance go check out queen charlotte on netflix it was really really good and i i, I hated to be negative about it but i had to be the person to point it out like look we're not gonna make the black man the devil that's what we're not gonna do and i just don't agree with it i like the show but i don't agree with that and i'm not gonna be scared to say it if you've been following me on my podcast you know i ain't scared to say it so that's my thoughts on queen charlotte i hope y'all watching and if y'all watched it tell me your opinion leave a message on here and tell me your opinion and what you thought of the show or what you even thought about what i'm saying you know what i'm saying or did you even see it and if you did see it let me know you all have a good evening and i'll speak to you on the, the next episode